Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Shameless Rewind, a podcast celebrating all things Gallagher, as seen on the Showtime series Shameless uh, for Season 5, Episode 5, Rites of Passage, recorded uh, February 11th, 2015. Uh, hey, how you doing out there? Bill Ben Barker, a.k.a. Bill Scarato, back on the case with you. Very happy to be sharing your company this day as we take a look at the latest episode of Shameless, uh, through Shameless Rewind. And of course, if you would like to contribute to the podcast, I would love to hear from you. And that is shamelessrewind at gmail.com. That's how you can can let me know whatever you might want to pass on to the other Shameless fans. We have a lot of them. I know that. People love that show. I love that show. And I'm, I'm glad to have this opportunity every week or so to uh, catch you up and just kind of talk through the latest episode, see what you think about it. This episode, of course, uh, Rites of Passage, was directed by Alex Graves. And uh, he's done, uh, He this is his second Shameless episode that he has uh, directed. He had also directed Hurricane Monica back in uh, 2012, which would have been the second season of Shameless. He's also directed an episode of Homeland, but he's directed six episodes of Game of Thrones, so he's uh, that's where his uh, time has been spent uh, most uh, recently in the last uh, the last two years, and of course uh, I I'm always amazed at Game of Thrones and I've been trying to catch up. It's not one that I've really been uh, you know loyal to over the years like I have with Shameless and Boardwalk Empire and certainly The Sopranos and Breaking Bad those shows, but uh, I'm trying to catch up because uh, you hear so much buzz about it. And there are some great podcasts about Game of Thrones that uh, I don't ever ever really get into because I'm not into the show. So I've been it's not really my kind of show, really, <laughs> but uh, I've been you know kind of forcing my way through it. I'm through about half now through half of season three. So I've got a season and a half to go before the uh, the uh, next uh, the fifth season. Uh, starts in April, so I hope I can make it because uh, I want to be up to speed with everybody else. But uh, as I've watched it, I'm kind of amazed by it because they're just, it seems like they must have so many different units. I don't know how one guy or one woman could direct an episode because it seems like there's a unit in the cold weather and a unit in the warm weather, and uh, it's really amazing, I think. And it is an amazing show, really, even though it's not particularly my cup of tea. I I appreciate it more than I I enjoy it, I guess you could say. And then... uh, it was written uh, by Ethan Frankel, and that's E-T-A-N. I always thought it was Ethan, but it's Ethan. Maybe he says Ethan. I don't know. But he has directed uh, nine, I'm sorry, he's written nine episodes of Shameless. So I, I would say he's been a mainstay in the writer's room for that show, um, and he's going back the last two years, last three years, really. 
Uh, so uh, good for him. He's uh, he knows these characters pretty well. If he's directed that many, he's also direct. I'm sorry. He's he's written. Uh, he's the writer. He's also written uh, two episodes of Friday Night Lights, which I love, and two episodes of The Gossip Girl, which I have seen a couple episodes. I don't really know that one very well. <laughs> Anyway, that's who's steering the ship this week, and uh, they, they seem to be well-qualified. You remember last week, Fiona got married. That was quite a, kind of a surprise, I think, even to her, and it certainly was to us. And she married a guy, a guy named Gus, who was kind of a bandmate of the guy that she had been flirting with since the beginning of the season. But uh, when things didn't work out with that guy, she ended up with this, uh, this sidekick, uh, Gus, and... They seem to really hit it off beautifully. They, they really seem to, I mean, he's a musician and he, he's got a lot of passion for the music and the passion for the music has seemed to have spoken to Fiona. And, you know, they got, got hung up and all that and they got married. So, well, we don't know where that's all going to go, but as of now, it's, it's going okay. Also, last week, uh, you remember Frank went on his hangover uh, deal where he woke up in the park full of uh, pigeon, uh, you know, pigeon doo-doo, I guess you could say. And uh, it, there was a big deal because he couldn't figure out. He had a lot of money that was given to him from an insurance settlement from when Carl broke his leg. And, uh, you know, he, he ended up, of course, squandering all that. Uh, but that last time, Frank was consumed pretty much in that um, in that odyssey to figure out what happened to that money. And of course, Carl is now a drug dealer who I'm very, you know, very concerned about in, in the most innocent way. He's a drug dealer. He's not a very good drug dealer. He, he can't really get the, uh, the menu uh, very well. And he's ending up owing his uh, mid, mid manager, mid-level manager, who is probably maybe a year older than him, uh, owes him some money because he can't figure out how much to charge the customers. And, of course, last week also Debbie joined a boxing gym. So let's let's see where we ended up this week with these crazy, wonderful characters, uh, the Gallagher clan and their, and their, <laughs> uh, their friends and families. So let's start off with Frank because Frank had a kind of uh, ridiculous episode, <laughs> I would say, this week. First of all, you know, he has no place to stay. Remember, Sheila's house blew up. Sheila took off. We don't know what happened to her. We don't know if we'll ever see Sheila again. But in the meantime, Frank has no place to stay. So he's crashed at his in his family's home. And uh, nobody's happy about that because they've had it with Frank. You know, they've had, had it with him for a long time. So he gets kicked out of his house. And so he ends up going back to the home of the parents of the young man who was his liver donor. You remember, in the was it the first or second episode when uh, the, the parents of the man who passed away uh, donated his, his, his organs, and so they had a little dinner for everybody who received this kid's organs. So Frank went back to that house and, uh, you know, basically wiggles his way in and decides, and, you know, the guy, the father, Wade, the boy's father, uh, you know, is, you know, thinking that somehow because his son's liver is in Frank, that somehow Frank is his son. So that's a very unusual and uh, <laughs> kind of awkward situation. Uh, 
Which makes matters worse, though. His wife comes home, and she thinks this whole thing is crazy. She has no need and no use for Frank being in his house, in her house, and she wants her husband uh, to get rid of him. So, you know, they they decide that, you know, they kind of put this off. Laura wants him out. Later, though, that night, she and Frank are drinking, and, of course, one thing leads to another, and she and Frank has have a very intimate uh, little, um, what would you call it? <laughs> I don't want to say what it really is, but they, they did it, you know? And uh, she seemed to be okay with that, everything. And, she, and the next morning they're up and, oh, she's, having a, she's so glad to see him, and everybody looks just wonderful. Uh, but so far, so good. He, at least Frank's wiggled his way into a place to stay. All right, so we didn't see anything of Sammy last week. Sammy, of course, is kind of the offset uh, daughter of of Frank. She's a Gallagher, but not by name. And uh, she has been staying in a in an uh, RV in a vacant lot next to Sheila's house. Uh, and, of course, she has no right to be there, but who cares, right? But all of a sudden, um, this real estate guy shows up uh, and basically says that, you know, she, she's got to get off of that property because he's going to sell it. Remember, there's a move to uh, to buy up all the property in this neighborhood because it's going to be into the uh, into the Starbucks and all the uh, Whole Foods and all the uh, high-level uh, places. Uh, Yuppie Land, one of the characters called it. So she doesn't know what to do. She goes to where Frank, Frank at this point is still in his, in his house and, and confronts him with it. Frank says, oh, don't worry. I bought you a new RV. It was a surprise. I didn't want to tell you. And, of course, this is all la- uh, latched to this insurance payment that he supposedly received, which he did receive and which he squandered away when he was, you know, he was out of control. But at this point, Sammy is very happy because, okay, I'm going to get my new trailer and tell Fiona we're going to put it in the backyard. And and uh, Deb says to Frank, after Sammy leaves, Deb says to Frank, where are we going to put it in our backyard? There's no room in our backyard. And Frank kind of laughs and says, don't worry, there's no trailer. <laughs> so later on in the episode, uh, Sammy finds out that Frank was lying to her and that there was no trailer. And uh, Deb says, well, don't don't worry. You know, that's a rite of passage in the Gallagher family. The first time Frank lets you down, that's your rite of passage. Now you you can say you're a true Gallagher because there was some question earlier in the episode. Gallagher told, uh, or uh, sorry, uh, Carl told Sammy she wasn't a true Gallagher. But, uh, you know, now apparently she's made that rite of passage. That's part of the title, you know, title of this uh, of this episode uh, has to do with that. Okay, let's take a look at Fiona. She had quite an episode here too, and uh, as I said last last week, she married this guy Gus, and uh, <laughs> there was just such a uh, spur of the moment thing. They didn't have any wedding rings, so they used rubber bands for wedding rings. And when she wakes up this next morning, she's got a uh, real wedding ring on her finger, and apparently Gus had gone out and and uh, got them uh, wedding rings. And she's, you know, pretty glowing about that whole thing, I would say. Then she looks up and she sees that Gus has got a uh, has got a uh, syringe in his arm, which is a little disarming. And, and she finds out that it is uh, di- he is diabetic and he's uh, taking his insulin shot. 
which is fine, but it kind of focuses the idea that she really doesn't know too much about Gus, and and Gus doesn't know too much about her. So that's going to be an issue as this uh, episode progresses. She seems happy. She seems like she is, you know, not does at this point regret what she did in in most ways, but she definitely uh, is kind of you know, off off balance with it because, first of all, she hasn't shared any of it with her family yet. They decide they're going to have a big, they're going to have a dinner at her house that night where she's going to, uh, you know, announce to her family and introduce Gus to them. Um, she goes to work and she finds out that her co-worker Jackie is, uh, you know, she's uh, Jackie is in a very good mood because she's going to court after after work today and she is going to, hopefully get her daughter back. Now, Jackie is a recovering drug addict, and uh, she has lost custody of her daughter for some time. She's been clean for six months, and there's every reason to believe that positively that she will get her daughter back. And she tells Fiona she's repainted her daughter's bedroom. She's made her some of her favorite snacks and baked her cookies and so forth and so on. She's, she's very positive and optimistic. And Fiona assures her, yeah, you're going to get your daughter back because whatever you think you might have done, you can't be nearly as bad as my parents were. And whenever I went to a foster home, I couldn't wait to get out and back to my family. So her shift ends. She goes back to her house uh, and she gets a call from Sean. Uh, Remember, Sean is the boss at the diner and Sean... uh, I mean, had seemed to have an interest in Fiona, and she certainly had an interest in him, but he backed off of it and told her to back off because she was too chaotic for him. And with his, he's got uh, dependency issues too, and that he couldn't take the chaos. He, he couldn't put himself to the chaos. Uh, and so they've kind of, Sean's been quiet the last couple of episodes. She, he calls Fiona and says he's concerned because he can't, get Jackie he can't reach Jackie she's not answering her phone he's worried about her meet me he says to Fiona meet me at her apartment which she does and they find that there is Jackie and she's uh, apparently overdosed on heroin and they get her to the hospital and they're told that she's going to be okay but they stay there all night they kind of it's it's a it's a great scene between Fiona and Sean I think as they as they sit and wait in the hospital and they both you know, interchange uh, experiences of of their family life and their dependency life, and I think it's a it's a glowing, uh, not a glowing, but it's a an enlightening uh, scene for those two characters and their relationship, and and who knows where it might go. Okay, so that's that's that part. Um, Gus goes in to see Fiona the next day at work. Because, of course, Fiona didn't show up for their announcement dinner. So, of course, he's concerned. She's been out all night at the hospital. He comes to the to the diner and, uh, you know, he gives her, her, her his full support and understanding of what she's feeling, to, not only towards Jackie, but her, uh, you know, her second thoughts uh, about, this marriage that she's not sure it was the right thing to do. And he says, do you think I haven't thought about that? I've thought about that too, but right now we're happy. We're enjoying each other. 
you know, there's no reason to back off of it now. Let's enjoy it, at least what it is for now. And they hug, and that all seems to be okay. <laughs> but we ain't to the end of that part yet. <laughs> we'll come back to that in a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry I said ain't, all you English teachers out there. <laughs> it was a, a, you know, it was a slang gesture for the situation. You know that. <laughs> Okay, I'll get my, my I'll get lots of email this week. I can tell. All right, let's look at uh, Debbie and Carl this week. They had a kind of a quieter episode. Uh, Debbie is a regular at the gym. Uh, she seems to be enjoying the whole process. She wants to she wants to firm up. She's talking about uh, taking steroids, which obviously would not be a good idea. She talks to Ian about that, and Ian, of course, uh, is not encouraging at all. Um, then she, of course, also the other thing at the gym that's a, appealing to Deb is this young man, Derek. Remember, Derek was the one who, uh, came to her aid when the, she was in a fight with the four, four, uh, mean girls and he's at the gym regularly. And I think Deb's definitely, you know, has got a flirtation going on with Derek and Derek seems to kind of like Deb too. So who knows where that's going to go. Carl, on the other hand, uh, he decided that he's not, he's just not cut out to be a drug dealer and I'm glad, but he's kind of stuck right now because he's, he's, first of all, he needs to make money. And secondly, he's, uh, he owes money to this, uh, this middle management, uh, uh, guy. Uh, and so Debbie hears this, that Carl is trying to make money from a dog fight, but Debbie guy has an idea that she'll get into a cat fight, and she, and and Carl can take uh, take bets on the fight that he she's going to uh, solicit with her her mean girlfriends, and it works. I mean, Deb beats the crap out of her girlfriends, and and Carl makes some money. So hopefully he'll be able to get out of debt to this uh, this little terrorist that he's dealing with. <clears throat> Okay, so let's talk about Lip now. Lip had a relatively quiet episode, too. Oh, but what a great scene he had. Uh, and let me just talk about that a little bit. He's Remember last week he had gone to Miami to uh, see uh, his uh, uh, girlfriend, Amanda. And now he's back working with the demolition team again, and he's scared. And it's, it's a frightening job. And somebody he witnesses somebody falling off this high wall, uh, and he's afraid that's going to happen to him. And he'd really like to get out, and he decides he's not going to do it anymore. So he uh, he goes to the alibi, and uh, Mickey is uh, talking about this uh, you know hi uh, high scale coffee shop that's opening up in the town. Mickey decides he's going to go up and and uh, you know show them what for. And I think Lip thinks it's going to be graffiti, perhaps. So, you know, I think Lip's in a, you know, he's got his one foot in the old neighborhood and one foot in the new neighborhood. And, uh, you know, he's trying to fit in both places, but it's not really working out too well for him. So he decides to go along with Mickey. But when he gets there, he finds out that it's not graffiti at all, but it's machine guns shooting bullets into the into the storefront of this of this coffee shop. And, uh, of course, Lip can't bring himself to participate in that at all. Mickey sees this and thinks poorly of lip that he's too good for the old neighborhood now something like that so mickey jumps in the car they hear the police sirens they take off lip tries to get in the door is locked they won't let him in they take off lip has to run but he drops the he drops his his gun 
before he runs, and I'm worried that the uh, police are going to, you know, somehow link that gun back to Lip with fingerprints, whatever. So I'm not sure I like where that went. Uh, the good thing about this is that, you know, first of all, Lip decides he's going to go back to school early. He's not going to go back to the demolition team. He's not going to stick around the hometown neighborhood. He's going to go back to school early. So he tells Fiona that. It's a great scene, a quiet scene between Fiona and Lip. And we haven't seen too much of them together this season. And and I always felt that their scenes together are, are some of the best in Shameless. Uh, he goes back. They they exchanged, uh, they exchanged what's happening in their lives. And Fiona actually tells Lip that she has gotten married. And Lip, of course, is surprised and shocked, but uh, certainly... Uh, very uh, positive and encouraging to Fiona. He says, are you happy? And she says, do I look happy? And he says, yeah. Oh, they, they have great facial expressions, those two. I mean, they have great words to say, but they're two fine actors, and they, they, they know these characters, and I think they have a particularly, a particularly good uh, uh, interchange between each other. Good chemistry is the word I was trying to think of between each other. So, uh, you know, I, I, I appreciated that scene. That may have been the best. Well, there were a couple of great scenes, and that was one of them in this week's episode. Okay, back to Ian and Mickey now. We haven't talked about them too much this, uh, this episode. Uh, they're broke. You know, the rub and tug is closed down. Uh, Mickey's got on a, a wanted poster for some other hijinks that went on in the neighborhood earlier. They don't have any money, uh, and Ian has gone back to stripping at the club, at the at the gay club, and uh, somebody shows up there and offers him a job to make a porno movie, which he does. And Mickey finally breaks down about that and says that, you know, that, that Ian is out of control and they've got to do something about it. And he's going to bring him. He basically gives him an ultimatum: we're either going to go to the Psycho ward, or we're going to go to the emergency ward. I'm going to beat the crap out of you. And it was a great moment between Mickey and Ian. And Ian basically says something to the effect, I didn't really understand that it meant that much to you. And so let me take a shower and get some stuff together and, and we'll go. In the meantime, you know, Mickey, you know, is feeling totally conflicted about all this. He steps aside. Meantime, he hears the door close behind him. And Ian has picked up the little baby. You have Jenna. Yevgena, Yevgena, I think, Yevgeny, Yevgeny, uh, Mickey and Svetlana's son, has picked up the little baby and have taken off in a car, and uh, that's not good because Mickey or Ian is definitely out of control, and you know we've been worried, you know, since the end of last season he might do something to hurt himself, but now we have to worry that he might do something to hurt this little baby too, which is a, a big concern. Okay, we go back to uh, Veronica and Kevin. And, uh, you know, they've, they've been having their troubles, haven't they, since the babies were born. And, you know, you think of, you know, having a family as a very happy time. And for many couples, it is a happy time. But it's also a time where a marriage changes course, where, you know, the, the, the parents become almost the backseat to each other as they uh, give their full attention to the baby. And in this case, the babies. And uh, certainly Kevin has stepped up to the plate 
for that, but Veronica hasn't. Veronica has not been happy. And last week, of course, she was out at a club and she was dancing and she had a, a little, you know, experience, sexual experience by accident with this other person. And she's to the point now where she's telling Kevin in order for it to make it right, she's going to, he's going to have to have something else. He's going to have to have an out of marriage experience too. She limits him to what he's allowed to do, but she wants him to do it. And of course, Kevin is not at all anxious to get involved in this. He says, I've forgiven you. Let's put it behind us. Let's move on. Veronica says it's not going to work that way. You have got to go out and you've got to have something like this happen to you as well. So basically Kevin says, okay, I'll do it for your sake. (laughs) And I think he was sincere when he said that. Uh, So he tries to pick up this mom in the park and that doesn't that doesn't work out at all. She thinks he's a he's a perv, a pedophile. But he finds a woman in the bar who uh, seems to understand him and offers to, uh, you know, do what he's asking her to do. And uh, so he goes through with it. He goes back and he tells he tells Veronica that he did the deed. And she becomes extremely upset, extremely hurt. And basically, it gives him the ultimate, because then the babies start to cry. And Kev says, I'm going to go up and take care of the babies. And she says, if you go up there to, to take care of the babies, I'm going to be gone. So they have this this confrontation. And uh, that doesn't, I'm, I'm going to say, things don't look all that well right now between Kevin and Veronica, which is, you know, very upsetting because, gosh, don't we love Kevin and Veronica? And even Veronica says, I've never had an issue. I've, we've never had any problems before. And and it's true. Those two are t- totally head over heels in love with each other. So we, But, you know, things happen in a marriage that cause issues. Hopefully, I hope, they'll be able to work this out. So we go to a closing uh, montage of little scenes to kind of finalize uh, the arcs that have been going on in this episode. Uh, Frank goes out with a bang, of course, as he runs away. Sammy hunts him down at the uh, uh, Wade and Laura's house, and uh, he starts. She starts chasing him, and uh, you know, obviously, then Laura tells her husband that she cheated on him with. <laughs> it's funny. She says, "I cheated on him with with our son," but of course, it wasn't. And, uh, you know, that I think his his uh, room and board at uh, at that house is done now. It seems to me. Uh, So Frank is out of a house. Uh, Lip packs up and leaves for school. Ian, we see him riding down the highway in the epilogue epilogue of the episode with the little baby. He's talking about Disney World. Looks like he's headed for Florida, maybe or maybe California. Who knows which which direction he's going? But he's definitely out of control, out of control. Uh, Mickey doesn't understand what's going to happen. How is he ever going to tell uh, Svetlana that the baby is gone? Uh, it's not It's not going well for anybody. And then on top of it all, back at the diner, um, Angela, she, uh, uh, Fiona spots Angela. She goes up to her and uh, and basically says something like, you came back. And there's a guy sitting across the table from um, from Angela, and he said, yes, I did. And here it is, Jimmy slash Steve, or whatever you want to call him. And Fiona gives him a look that is uh, pure Fiona Gallagher, uh, and you just have to wonder what's going through her head. 
crazy, man. Crazy. It was a good episode. I liked the episode. And uh, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, where is that? Where is that all going? Will she? I mean, she's married now. And of course, Jimmy came back because Angela told him that Fiona got married. That's probably the only reason he, he I mean, he, he's been around, but he hasn't presented himself until now. And of course, you know, he and Fiona have great chemistry as, as two characters. And you know that he still wants to be with her. And of course, we always thought Fiona wanted to be with him. So, I mean, obviously there's something steaming here still. Where is that going to go? And that's going to be the arc that will follow through the rest of the season, I would think. Fiona's married. She seems to be, you know, very much, uh, very happy with Gus. Uh, Sean is not out of the picture yet. There's something, there's some kind of a connection between Sean and Fiona. I mean, that came through with that scene in the hospital. And, uh, and of course, here's Jimmy and Steve back. And I, I said before that, you know, there were a couple of great scenes. You know, the scene with Lip and Fiona, of course. Also, I think the scene with Ian and, and Mickey was, you know, it was really, really wonderful. Two, again, two strong actors taking some great, dialogue and making making the most of it i didn't know you felt that strongly about it something like that is what ian said and the look on his face was just so so telling and uh, of course this last scene uh and the camera work the cinematography as we as as jimmy slash steve is revealed uh it was pretty pretty dramatic and and uh, it's one of the reasons we love shameless so uh, let me know what you think. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, and uh, I'd be glad to you know, share your thoughts with uh, the rest of the listeners. That's going to wrap it up for another edition of the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, this is Bill Ben Barker back on the case, and we'll see you next time on Shameless Rewind. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.